Hi, I'm Michael Pinter. Welcome to the How to Flip New York podcast, where we teach you how to start or grow a wholesaling or flipping business in New York. If you're getting any value from this podcast, please leave us a review because that helps us out greatly. So I got a question a lot about how is the real estate market in New York? So obviously there's something that changes um, slowly over time, but the answer really is in most of New York state, um, the market is the hottest it's ever been. Certainly in New York City suburbs, it's the hottest it's ever been. I'm talking about prices unseen, unseen. I'm making offers sometimes I look at it, I go, I cannot believe that um, I'm making these offers. So it's important to understand there's a lot of reasons why. I don't know all the reasons why. I don't know how long it's going to last. Some of the reasons why today I believe the market is so hot is because of eviction moratoriums and foreclosure moratoriums. And what that's done is it's uh, created much less movement, much less, much, much fewer people, much fewer, many fewer people um, getting out of properties. So uh, tenants aren't leaving because they don't have to pay rent and they know it. Um, that's causing a, a, a real um, shortage of rental housing. And the same thing with people that maybe would have sold their house or let, or, or people would have sold their house maybe and if the if the tenant left, sold their house um, because they were having trouble making payments. They don't have to now. The moratoriums have really affected the market, I think, in a big way. Now, I don't know. It, it's impossible to predict how long the market's going to last this way, right? It's been going up, really been going up, if you think about it, since 2009, 2010, Talking about 12, 13 years into an up cycle, usually they don't last that long. I hope when the moratorium comes down that things will 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 equalize a little bit, but I don't know. I don't know. Anybody who tells you they do know is full of crap. They don't know where the market's going to go. I thought the market would correct a long time ago, so I was wrong. Um, what I think is going on, some areas of New York City are not as strong. People have sort of left there, but I think they're coming back now again. It's funny, really all, there's no New York real estate market. There's maybe in New York City, even in New York City, there's different markets. There's Brooklyn, there's Manhattan, there's the Bronx, there's different parts. Um, but everything is really local and every part of the real estate market is local. So within an area, right? There are areas that I deal with that are that are, that are crazy. Like Elmont is insane lately, right? Now they're building a, a stadium and, and, a, and a Long Island Railroad stop there. So it sort of makes sense, but... There's numbers there that I thought I would never see in my life. That's how strong it is. Um, and there are plenty of other areas where... That's very loud. There are plenty of areas that are also extremely, extremely hot, where it's hard to get properties. And, and I think it's... I believe, and it's my stupid opinion, what the hell do I know, um, that it's related to a lot of these moratoriums, that that's causing an uh, sort of artificial uh, lack of supply. Right, because there would always be people moving, there would always be renters leaving, and now you have landlords who can't, who have a tenant who's not leaving, so they can't sell their house even though they want to. Um, you have people that maybe didn't want to go into foreclosure and would have sold, but figure, what the hell, why not? I can stick it out longer, and I be, that's what I believe is going on. I believe this is sort of an artificial. Now, it may not be so artificial. It may also be demand related. Now, there's, there's there might be a lot more demand. I I don't know. I thought post COVID. There are going to be a lot of people who lost their jobs, who wouldn't be able to buy houses, who were going to be financially uh, in trouble. Maybe the government stimulus has corrected a big chunk of that. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, but a lot of the forbearance forbearance being given uh, to, to mortgage holders and a lot of the just moratorium on payments is 
in my opinion, affecting a lot of the supply. So obviously this is a supply and demand kind of situation. If there's more demand than supply, which is the case now, prices go up. But if there will be more supply than demand, which could be the case when the moratoriums end, I don't know. And I don't know how long it's going to take to get through the system either. Then maybe prices will go down. I don't know. Um, I do know the real estate is always cyclical. Always. It always goes up and it always goes down. It you almost never, never stays the same. Um, so things don't go up forever. And people sort of forget that in an up market. I, I remember clearly back in 2007, 2008, a lot of people believed that the market would continue to go up forever. That was part of the reason for the problem. I was in the mortgage business and I can tell you without a doubt that the real problem, if you want to blame one person on it, um, and there's a lot of blame to go around, but the real problem were the ratings agencies. What, what happened was that all these mortgages were getting, going into securities and the rating, ratings agencies were giving them very high ratings, even though they were horrible loans, right? They were loans where no one had to show income, no one had to show assets, no one had to show, the credit didn't, almost didn't matter. It was terrible. And they didn't have to put any money down. That was the biggest part. Put no money down. So anybody, anybody could get 100 loans to buy 100 houses and with no money down. So the, the, the thinking from the ratings agencies was that these were sort of new products, right? No income, no asset, very high loan to value ratios. And that in the beginning of it, so let's see, 2006 and 2007, they kept refinancing, right? Because people would buy properties and the, the market would go up and they would just sell them. So they said, well, they seem to be performing. And they didn't have the foresight to say, well, what happens if the market levels off, levels off or goes down? They didn't make that determination. I remember there was one famous meeting with, a, I think it was, it might've been in the movie Big Short, it was probably in the book Big Short, where one of the people sort of figured out that this was, that this was uh, a house of cards was at a uh, uh, analyst meeting with I forgot who might have been Bear Stearns might have been Lehman Brothers maybe it was some other investment bank and he basically said um, he was looking at his model so the guy had a spreadsheet up and saying how we, we think everything is going to go well and maybe it wasn't at a meeting it might have been and he asked the question of something along the lines of hey what happens they so they had HPA I mean, home price appreciation I remember this well and it was always estimated at like two percent a year or five percent a year uh, and he goes, what happens if home price appreciation goes negative? What happens to your model? And the analyst said something to him like, my model doesn't allow for a negative figure in there. Now, it's like the concept of home prices negatively appreciating, those prices going down, was so foreign to the people that were creating this. So Wall Street was to blame for some of it, for sure. But the ratings agencies were letting Wall Street go forward. So I, I believe that the ratings agencies were the main culprit in the crash. And that's what I believe. Because if they they were supposed to be the watchdogs, now it's an absurd situation with ratings agencies because they get paid by the investment bank. And if a ratings agency would have rate ranked, some guy would have actually figured out what's going on and started ranking these securities at uh, D instead of A minus. Um, you know, they wouldn't have gotten much business anymore. But but that was the situation. They allowed Wall Street to create these products where there really wasn't enough risk priced in. I'm not saying the products were bad, although some of them were bad. They should never be 100 percent or 110 percent, like you say, John loans um with with no there should never be loans like that if people if people had skin if people had to put up money there would have been a lot less of a crash people didn't have to put up money so they just bought and there was no reason not to there was no risk to them would their credit get screwed up maybe but they you know they, they didn't believe that it was going to every any, the house of cards was going to fall so i believe that the ratings agencies were mainly the blame of course there were unscrupulous scrupulous people in the mortgage business for sure i worked at a company for 17 years that's still in business we didn't do crazy loans, right? We didn't. We didn't do 100% loans. We 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 kept we kept things off at 90%, um, 
because we thought that was nuts. But guess what? Anytime we said no to somebody, they went to somebody else and said yeah, who said yes, right? I sort of at one point I compared it to. It's like some new gasoline comes out that says it gives you 300 miles per gallon and it only costs 20 cents more per gallon. Everybody would buy it. And then if every and then and then we would rely on some kind of science some kind of science lab that said it's safe for your car. But if later everybody's car exploded because this thing wasn't safe, you know, it's not going to be the gas station attendant's fault that you took that stuff into your car. If it's available everywhere, somebody would have done it, right? It's the science lab that said it was safe, that's the problem. And I felt and I still feel like it was the ratings agencies that sort of certified these absurd securities that made no sense on these loans that made no sense. And that's what I blamed it on. But that's just my stupid opinion. What the hell? No one really cares what I thought. So how's the real estate market in New York? It's hot as blazes. Okay. I can tell you record prices in most areas that I operated in Long Island, record prices in most areas of my friends who work in, in the Hudson Valley, record prices in almost everywhere around New York City. New York City itself, a little iffy. Um, co-op condo market was, has been soft, but I, it might be coming back now. Um, I don't really operate a lot in the city. Um, but from my, from my opinion, um, we've never seen prices this high. It absolutely cannot sustain forever. Um, but I don't know if it's going to turn in five years or in five, in five minutes. I have no idea. And I don't know how much it's going to turn by. Maybe it'll go down 5%. Maybe it'll go down 30%. I don't know. I don't care. If you're thinking about getting into this business, you shouldn't care about these things. So, oh, it's a great time to be in the business. Great time. And um, when things go down, it'll be a better time. So I, I'm, I'm almost looking forward to the market shifting, to the media getting on the, new, on the air and saying, the market, real estate market's in, uh, in, a, in a downfall. I think that'd be great because a lot of sellers for literally a long time have felt like the longer I wait to sell my home, the more I'm going to get for it. And if the media starts putting out there that the market's going down, at that point, that attitude changes. And the attitude, the attitude becomes... I got to sell my house pretty fast because the more I wait, the less I get for it. So I'm looking forward to that shift whenever the hell it comes. And I know it will come. I don't know how much it'll shift by. I don't know when it'll come, but I'll, I'm, I'm happy to it. I'm happy. I'm, I'm welcome. What the hell am I trying to say? I'm looking forward to it and I can't wait for it to happen. Hey, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, go to howtoflipnewyork.com for more information about the various ways that I can help you. And again, if you can leave a review, uh, that would really help us out.